Hey everyone, how you doing? You abiding out there? I hope you are. And if you're not, that's cool too. You find yourself right now listening to the monthly Lebowski podcast? Yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. A show in which I watch the movie once a month with someone else and discuss it. Theories, feelings and thoughts afterwards. On this episode of the show, I've come out of my inner circle of friends and going into the outer circle of friends, people I know but don't really know too well, and our guest, Joe, I don't know well enough to know his second name off the top of my head, so it was an interesting one because it was finding out more about a person that I didn't know much about, and then finding out he had some really interesting theories on this movie, and even though this is the ninth episode, there are still things that I haven't seen in this movie that he's picked up on straight away. This is why we do this, people. This is why you should be listening consistently, because every episode, someone's got some new gold for you out there. You should also be listening to the other episodes of the other podcast on TopHatsAndCanes.com, including the second season of the award-winning Ed's Acquiring Minds, the comedic podcast show that closed its run this year, and hopefully we'll be back for more next year. I do appreciate the fact that the traffic shows that when people come to the site to listen to the podcast, they do check out the other things, so, you know, keep doing that if you would that, that that would help us that would help me feel like i'm not wasting my time because a lot of work goes into that stuff but that's not what you're here to hear about you're here to hear about the big lebowski so let's get on with that right now in episode nine of yeah well that's just like your opinion man we're talking with conversation the way we are right now so it's nice and organic and it feels like we've known each other for years but we haven't really known each other for years have we yeah it's been it's been a long strange trip man <laughs> long strange trip so we start off the podcast just by saying like so the idea of this was i'll watch this movie with people i know because they'll be more open to giving their interpretations of stuff yeah and I, you know i ran out of people i know so yeah. I, it came to put it on facebook They're like hey who wants to watch this movie with me and talk about it and you were like yeah i'll do that always like <laughs> any excuse to watch Lebowski you know? that's what I like to hear so how do I know you Joe oh god um, way back in the day when the world was ahead of us <laughs> oh man and our that dreams was a long and, time our, and our ago. dreams were, and our dreams were still lucid uh, just met through like mutual friends didn't yes. we and then uh, it was probably in Largo if I'm remembering it right like Largo or that that pub that was next to the music college. Oh God, yeah. So you're it? through the you're through the music college connection, which is actually funnily enough how I've had at least four different people on this. Yeah. Because meeting Tom and Neil were how I met loads of other people. Neil is just the gateway into another. He's just one of just... those people like you can't go out with him because everyone knows yeah. him and he'll he'll be pulled away. Well, back in the day, like he's he's settled down a lot since. He's just like a basic. Man, he works so much now. I've also described Neil though as sort of like that cat, like that hotel cat you get on holiday, <laughs> where you just sort of like have friends and everyone's like, yeah, and then he just goes and you won't see him for ages. Then like maybe you'll come back the next year, he'll still be there, just living on, living on, you know. Yeah, you weren't actually at that college, were you? No. Um, there you go. I, was, I, I, was I assumed you were there doing something else. That's why you never saw you when I was there doing the music stuff with with them, because I wasn't there either. Yeah, but um, you're their age and stuff, aren't you? Well, yeah, I'm t- I'm 26, so I'm, oh, I'm, I'm that's why I'm so much more older yeah, and shorter than you. I mean, are. I'm just probably that sort of step below. Neil's kind of the bridge, isn't he? Yeah. Across the gap. 
but, 24 something yeah and then sort of we saw each other a few times and we just round about and then i think last time we saw each other before today was when we jammed to see if we could get a pan going and it did not happen. No, it was <laughs> romp. Yeah, it was. It was. It was uh, I, I wasn't really in the, the like the mindset to be in a band then because my voice was really fucked, and I just can feel the vibe with uh, other people. It's just, I mean, what was what was that band trying to do? I mean, I our two know. our two covers that we had going to try and get it together was "Zombie" by the Cranberries and "Give It All" by Rise Against. <laughs> The similar in the sense of they both have a bit of distorted guitar. Yeah. That's about it, really. And then it, there was know? talk of doing some Foo Fighters stuff, and I was like, nah. Yeah, nah. like one way was Foo Fighters, the other way was like Bad Religion. That was through Ben Gammon, Gorman, whatever. Yeah. And he's like dropped music altogether to be a professional kickboxer now. Yeah, fair play. Like, he's, when we knew him, he was quite a beefy dude. Yeah. Now he's. Metamorphosize. I'd say he's. I'd say he's gone from beefy to beefcake. But, you know. <laughs> he's like hundred percent beefcake. I'll back you up. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, to be honest, like, it's one of those as well. We both know he's hardened us, so we're not going to bad talk him, <laughs> are we? You know. <laughs> well, that's it. I don't know if he survived the the cult, which is uh, what we were talking about when we first got here. Like, you're you're one of the the very few that have survived Facebook calls over the years because I'm just interested in the what you've got going on in your days. Yeah. There's um, a lot of a lot of variant I like, I like to see people who've taken alternative routes in life as opposed to like, I'll just work that office job or I'll just get that house yeah I mean end of the day that's just sort of crap story isn't it oh, what do you it do? is you know Working in office. when you're writing your book when you're writing a movie on your yeah. life and it's just act one scene one the same as act three scene whatever you know it's the same shit every day yeah not for me don't be good people who do it you know someone's got to drive the bus that's fine. Someone's got to go out and work that job. It's just ain't for me. I, mean, I just don't have the attention spam for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that too. You know, I need I need a bit more variance. So you, know. you did film stuff somewhere along the way. Yeah. So I, I've, my degree was in film and television production. Okay. Was the where was that from? Hope. Ah, uh, no hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the older alma mater. <laughs> yeah, and then from there, sort of had the traditional, you know, graduate. I know it all stint, too well. Stints on the dole. Mm-hmm. And then... It's like when you're just signing in, just waiting. It's okay because, you know, eventually Hollywood's going to come knocking, so I'll just keep yeah, working. Yeah, the, the odds and sods around, a couple of music videos, a couple of corporate gigs, and then sort of packed in the office job to go to America to teach filmmaking at a summer camp. So... So you could still get your your Oscar nod at some point, but yeah, thanks, like, fingers crossed. You know, it'll be, you'll be thanked in someone's Oscar speech. Yeah. ten years from now. Yeah, it's, it's what I'm it's what I'm hoping for now. <laughs> you know, you inspire the youths. It counts, you know. It's got to come from somewhere. You're yeah, doing man. God's work out there, film um, God's work. I mean, we all get into it somehow, don't we? You know, you never know so. what's going to be the big break. Yeah, but. How do we link this back to the Lebowski uh, big break uh, circle? Circle. So. You're you're a fan of the Lebowski film. Yeah, huge fan. Good stuff. What about like the stuff around it? Like, are you aware of like the religion? Oh yeah, it, I'm, I'm, or, I'm fully ordained. Are man. you ordained? Yeah, I was... I'm ordained as well. Yeah, I bad, brother. Yeah, I bad. <laughs> I've never had someone yeah. else ordained on this before. That's awesome. Like, yeah, there was like the third or probably the third time I watched the Lebowski as like just a guy like who had was on the doll and nothing to do watching a lot of movies. It was the third time I watched it and I was like, you know what? The shit he's talking about makes a lot of sense if you just apply a day to this before I knew there was yeah. a religion and then laying on the was one. I was like, oh shit, I'm into this. I mean, I got ordained. I got ordained when I was about 17, I think. 
we had um I watched I watched Lebowski first time on when I was doing my film studies A level because it's sort of teaching you how to just dissect the scene kind yeah. of thing. So we did the open and how all the Western tropes apply. Mm-hmm. And then just as a nice treat, you let us finish watching it. And then over the years, just kept going back to it, really. Keep coming back to it. Yeah. It's it's like a good film school film because it's like, oh, look how well put together this is. And like, look what the, the things it's taken from other films. This is the kind of thing you need to know going forward. But it's not the kind of film that you can do in one class, is it? That's why there are so many yeah. episodes of this podcast because there are so many things. Well, I mean, I mean as well, it's it's a film that has a lot of tropes, but you can never take it overtly seriously. So, like, you talk about the religion and stuff like that, you know, obviously loosely based off Taoism, but yeah. at the same time, like, we're not trying to push for it to get on the census. <laughs> you know, we're not going like, I am a Jedi. It's you know? like, yeah, the Jedi stuff kind of ruined it for itself because they were like oh no we have like jedi meetups and we talk about the we're basically a religion we want to be treated like religion and yeah i know people like that and they're the same type of people as people who introduced themselves with the you know hogwarts house (laughs) i I, I don't really care like i'm there's this like i've read a lot of star wars books and stuff and i i'm i'm a big i'm interested in the idea of sith versus light side only because like when you looked at the brass tacks of it like the sith side makes more sense than the bad side but like there's a documentary i think it was on netflix about like people who do it as a religion and you just look at them you go like what a bunch of nerds i mean yeah i mean it's they're a bunch of movies about a cult that tries to take down the government you know yeah (laughs) essentially you've you've missed the lesson there and even like in terms of applying Taoism to the actual movie it's kind of missing the point as well because it yeah. is so much about how he wants that rug back if it was Taoism it would have been like ah the rug's gone yeah. even though that is how we end yeah because the sure. ending of that movie is just like nothing was achieved in this film <laughs> that's like, I, I, I think... can understand why it pisses off so many like normal quote-unquote normal yeah. people who watch it and go like what was that about because I think that's I think that's perfect though for the characters that are there it's the way it you needed know, to end. So, I mean, so far, all we know about the dude and his past is he was part of the Seattle Seven. Yes. And he wrote the first, the original put here in statement, not the compromise, not the compromise second, second draft. draft. Yeah. And so, he wrote it for Metallica, who are a bunch yeah. of assholes. Yeah. So there you, you know. go. Um, I think that's something we all already knew. <laughs> so, Burn. Yeah. But, like, watching it this time, um, we were talking and... I was saying how the one of my favorite bits is the bit when he's in Malibu with the sheriff and like the sheriff's just being this, what a dickhead that sheriff is. Yeah. He's got like a golden whistle and his badge and his like lapels and stuff, and he's just stripping him down. And the dude who's like hung over to fuck is just like, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. It's just like even though the dude is like a take it as it comes, easygoing guy, there's still this punk rock vibe to him, which is just like, hey, fuck you, buddy, I don't care. Yeah, I think it was a uh, throwback to when he occupied many administration buildings yeah, he, in his college he, days. He, you that's, know? that's why, like, the, the Seattle Seven, like, they they were, like, they weren't hippies, they were yippies, they were, like, hippies yeah. who wanted to get shit done by, like, blowing crap oh, up, yeah. you know? That's, that's what I the more like admirable aspects of the dude is like he is gonna get shit done even though he doesn't manage yeah. to get shit done this time i mean maybe if like the three of like the dude and walter and donnie all worked together and they were the sum of the whole parts and they could all compensate for the things each other's lacks they could really achieve shit but at the end of the day what is achieving shit you know 
I mean, it, their version of achieving shit is just going bowling every now and again, and they're living their truth. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with you there, but I think in the generality of it as well, you have to look at the film as part time capsule for that time, you know. For that 1992, was it, period? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was 93, set in 91, yeah. wasn't it? And it's one of those where you look at it, and with that going on, the first Gulf War, and then all the stuff referenced in Vietnam, it's yeah. just all so constant and event all ultimately to no avail. <laughs> like, oh yeah, in Nam, in Nam, in Nam, and then nothing in the movie is anyway militaristic. No, and it, it, there's an occasional gun that doesn't go off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the reflection of the time thing, isn't it? And it's just such a, it's such a. A weird period of history that's not really going to be big in any history textbooks. These yeah. kids aren't going to know all about like the the Saudi conflicts and things wow. like that. Not at all, is it? it it's like in terms of like you know war movies as well. Like, I it's something I always mention. Like they throw like a um, Creedence song in there because like every Vietnam movie has got a Creedence soundtrack yeah, to it. You know, one of the unwritten rules, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Um, oh, we're having war. Let's have Creedence. Yeah. I mean, as well, in in that you know. Typical film convention. Chekhov's gun, you know, you see a gun in the first act. Typically, it's got to be used by the end of the third. And in, I don't think any gun ever goes off in it, does it? Fuck me, I've never thought about that. And like, that is film 101. Yeah. Oh, I, wow, yeah. It does not go off. I know. So. And I, I respect the hell. I like things like that because yeah. it's so easy to be like, oh, you can see that coming because this is what the convention teaches. But it's film, there's no convention. Yeah, it's you. You're making up the dudes making up a story, and then some other dudes are watching it and going, like, "Yeah, good movie." I or mean, not a bad movie. I mean, essentially, it's a piece of art as well. Widely, the rules that we put on things like film or music or just like fine art generally mm-hmm. are things that we've all just kind of collectively agreed are things that happen in that art form, and then from there we just go, "Yeah, so this must be this, and this must be this." Like that thing of, oh, there's only really seven stories. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, largely true in the sort of general what's released. Mm-hmm. But if you look outside of that, like if you look outside the top 40 in the charts, you'll find something There's going to be lots you know? of different stuff. Look at us waxing philosophical oh, yeah. about art and stuff, aren't we? Who, <laughs> who thought we got this deep so quickly? <laughs> what oh. else did I notice this time around? Um... At the very beginning, the the tumbleweeds rolling by, and it's going towards the water, but it doesn't quite make it there. At the very end, the idea is we're going to throw Donnie's ashes in yeah. the ocean, but they don't make it there. Make Does it. that mean anything, or am I just totally looking too much into this now? I just think, especially if you look at stuff like the rug, and the pattern on it, and even the dude's jumper, there's a lot of symmetry. I think Patterns, it's just, I think it's just yeah, to give it a yeah. sense of balance to the movie, really. I think I mean it's definitely a deliberate choice, isn't it? I've never thought about the dude's like sweater jumper. Was that what you call that? I'd call yeah. like cardigan. I don't cardigan, know what you call yeah. it in America. Cardigan, even yeah, you know. But yeah, because it's it's everything else he wears is just one color apart from those weird like jogging pants he wears. Yeah. He's like a very drab color dude, and like that's out there that jumper thing. I wonder what that means. I mean, it's, it's almost like next time. I mean, everything he wears because obviously you know shoes mirror each other mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna have one leg of shorts different to another no. he wears plain t-shirts but we were to draw especially with his facial hair and his like sunglasses draw a line straight down and both sides look almost identical 
It's like, it's like saying that there aren't two sides to him. It's like Walter is the yin to his yang or whatever the wing that yeah. is. Like he's already perfectly centered as what he is, which leads again to the whole Walter, Donny, um, dude, Holy Trinity that we always talk about yeah. on this. What's your take on the Holy Trinity? I mean, my take on the Trinity is I've listened to a few episodes of the cast and it's been good. <laughs> and I agree that, you know, Walter represents, you know, sort of the right leaning kind yes, of militaristically others. minded government. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the dude, which is, you know, the counter to that. And then obviously still with Donnie still being the middle America. But I think broadly in terms of the friendship group and with Walter's treatment of Donnie, I think you can definitely look at it as a case of because Donnie's more central and therefore politically closer to the dude, mm-hmm. probably in a social attitude closer to the dude as well. I think a lot of Walter's treatment of Donnie could be jealousy that yeah. he is closer to him. That's a really good point, because I always wondered, even though we've set up this this uh, the idea of what they represent, it still doesn't explain why he's so loud, always yelling. It's just because he's just jealous of the friendship that yeah. he, he doesn't get to have. I mean, I know the Because he's not on the same wavelength. Like. I know the Coens explain it away as being, you know, oh, Buscemi had such a gobby character yeah, yeah. in Fargo. <laughs> we and, just wanted to see if he could be quiet for a yeah. bit. <laughs> and I think, fair enough, if, if you like that actor and you're willing <laughs> to write that part for him. But I think, I think in terms of symbolism, if you're going into theory of films, I think that that just has to be, there has to be more to it than we wrote this for our friend. Yeah, you know? it, it makes it makes more sense. It makes for a better movie. It's better than the theory that Donnie's like a ghost. Have you heard this? No, I've never heard uh, that. And and it, it it's kind of makes sense. It, it does, like, but then you realise that, you know, he does talk to the dude at least yeah. two times there. And like, they say, oh, he's only in the bowling alley, but he's not only in the bowling alley. He goes to the In-N-Out yeah. Burger. You know. It's like they say he's like someone who died in Vietnam, and that's why yeah. Walter's always shouting him down because he's trying to repress the memory. But I mean, but even with Walter, though, I mean, if we were to take John Goodman's date of birth as Walter's, 1970, he would have just been turning 18. And that's about the time America really pulling out of Vietnam. Mm. So the likelihood is when he's saying things like, I know a lot of, I had a lot of buddies and stuff. Died face he down died in the muck. Face down in the muck. It's probably because they got called up and he didn't and you know i mean i think we all know people who've been in the military and i don't know any who speak really so openly and almost flippantly about their experiences and especially being called walter i mean i know in this country i don't know if it's the same in the u.s but people who pretend like they've had a military military background get called walter mitties or just walters for short i've not heard this so i mean it would I mean, the secret life of Walter Mitty is Walter Mitty's a character who just lies all the time. Okay. So people who lie about being in the military have just been dubbed Walter Mitty's over the years. Oh, okay. So it would make sense to me for that to be one of the reasons why he's called Walter. Shit. I don't know if... I know that's the case here. I don't know if that would translate to the USA. But Oh, the Coen seem like well-read gentlemen. Maybe that's something they put in there. Yeah, you know. That's interesting, man. I mean, I was thinking about names, Jor, on this as well, because his name is uh, Socek, which is... It's like the dude says he's Polish Catholic, but it is also a, a Polish-Jewish name as well. Like, Lebowski yeah. is a Polish-Jewish name. No, it's a yeah. Polish-Jewish name. I mean, with the connotations of Lebowski as, as well, though, I mean, 
um, with his attitudes and sort of more progressive stuff, mm. it would imply that he's from at least the sort of from his childhood at least a relatively comfortable middle class. Yeah, somewhere somewhere you know? where he was allowed to like you know do some freedom thought stuff. Yeah. Like he was from a from a class system where he was allowed to speak his mind without getting fucking battered for it. Yeah, he'd get you know a decent level of, decent level of education. Yeah, whereas you get the idea of like Donny was his whole life told to sit down and shut up you yeah. know he's just like the, the the quiet middle child of this this trio and of just social standing he's just the guy who's getting on with it yeah it's almost like does donnie have a second name yeah they say it don't they oh, oh at the end they do yeah. um donnie something rather it's donnie Fedor something it, it's it's something immigrant sound and yeah. so they're, they're all like not Native American, I mean, yeah, they're, yeah. like they're they're all immigrants basically. I I don't think that means anything. I'm just nah. speaking words out my mouth now. Nah, it's um. <laughs> do you know what I do not... think means something though? The car. Yeah. Yes. See now, it 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 gets battered, yeah. But then every time when it's the next scene in the car, it's just rolling. Yeah. It, it, there's no like sitting there going rrr, 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 no pushing it down a hill. It takes a licking and it keeps on ticking. It just keeps on rolling with them punches, you know? Word. I mean... Such is life, man. Such, such is it. life. You roll with the punches, all things flow through the river, you it's, just get it's, on. It's a dudist car, you know? It is. It is it ugly, just, it is battered, but it is functional, and it, it's keeping on going. It's been a... It's, I mean, if anything abides in that movie, it's not the dude, it's the dude's car. The you dude's know? car is more doodly than the dude. It gets stolen, it gets, you know, crowbarred <laughs> by, you know, the hairy bloke. You know, and then ultimately it just takes a hell of a fire to kill it, you know? I wonder if that's some kind of symbolism. Because, you know, again, Film Theory 101, fire and death, hell. Yeah. So if the car's being punished for being too too abiding, <laughs> that's a weird reading. Yeah. I think they just needed to do something that would make sure the car couldn't come back and they couldn't afford to explode it. So they were I mean, just setting some, it on fire. Some, I mean, some Eastern cultures as well, like, align fire with rebirth too. Oh, so. okay. There you go. Uh, so it's just yeah. rebirth. I know, that's, that's not as bad. I know. I'm, I'll be making my parents so proud using <laughs> both me, you know, film degree and me A level RE all in one fell swoop. Here's something for you. Talking about how like, the, the movie ends with nothing really being achieved. You know when they're in Jackie Treehorn's and Jackie Treehorn like, is like scribbling on the thing there? Yeah. And then. It's like the dude's idea is to do the detective thing and trace it yeah. to see the information, and there's no information there. He's quite literally scratching the surface looking for meaning. Yeah. And he finds quite literally dick. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the saying in this movie like, don't overthink this. There is nothing to this. Yeah. But people are still overthinking it. But, but it's one of those where the first time you see it and you're given so many strands to think about. I think it's quite easy to miss the point. Mm-hmm. And it's the point of, it just is. Yeah, it's just you a know. detective movie where it's nothing a detective. If anything, by arguing that this movie means nothing, they've made it mean something because it life means nothing. At the end of the day, let's be real. <laughs> it's just one long fucking car ride. And at the yeah. end, your car either gets Burns and turns into something else, or it gets blown up. If you've got the money, you know. Yeah, but essentially, it's just all one nihilistic drive, isn't it? You know. It, yeah, it no. all ties in. You know, it all I, ties in. I don't want to get up on my big fucking waiting for Godot horse here, but yeah. it, it's essentially they're exactly the same things. It's just these guys waiting around for something to happen. 
yeah. nothing happens and guess what guys that's life nothing happens at the end sorry <laughs> hard lessons yeah, Spoiler alert, yeah, <laughs> nothing happens you just die so you've got to enjoy the things you can, you can yeah, and they enjoy definitely. bowling however they came together which I'm sure there's an interesting story behind like the the thing to take away from it is like they do really become friends even though they're so different like, like dude says to Walter he says Walter I love you but you're going to have to accept you're an idiot. Like, yeah. He does love them. They're, they're great pals. And like that's, that bit at the end where they, they dump the ashes because no, Donnie and no one else they no took one, care of. Person, and, and then it's just like this this like blokey moment of like, yeah. what, what do we do with all these feelings? I mean, Walter, you know, Walter only had an ex-wife and... An ex-wife, yeah. An so ex-wife, you know. And the dude's just been the floating dudes, by yeah. life. He's a and enjoying it but like yeah he, he briefly had Maud didn't he for well did he even have Maud I guess Maud had no, him Maud I mean, had him either. because the, the, he like, if some he, he, she says like oh I'm just using you to conceive and his reaction <laughs> isn't like oh well thanks for telling me or yeah. like how dare you it's just, just like, spelled the right. like, <laughs> yeah. he's just getting on with that as well like all yeah. these weird things I mean let's be fair if Maud was kicking around now she'd be like i'm a vegan and let you know about it every three yeah, seconds yes much know. more annoying character and yeah. she's pretty annoying there anyway with her like uh, a very clear way of talking it's, yeah. it's, it instantly sets aside someone's like oh you're, you're a dickhead yeah. you know it's like when you meet someone from like the posh end of the world and you're like oh well you've got a lot of money and a lot of cars and you're going to yeah. tell me some things i already know the people yeah the people who make a point of saying i'm from cheshire yeah <laughs> Well done. <laughs> well done, you. I mean, how long yeah. does it take you to get to Liverpool where things happen? It's what, okay. 40 minutes on the bus. It takes yeah. me 10 minutes to walk. Yeah. Two fingers. People yeah. all over the world who are listening to this have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. But you just, just, they they do know what we're talking about because it's exactly what's reflected in that movie. Yeah. And if there's people in the world listening, then, you know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there's not. I check the metrics. Oh, there's, there's no one from okay. the world. Okay, there's no walls there. A lot of people from, uh, from St. Helens, though, for some reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, at least one person who keeps listening. So, yeah. you know, good on you, mate. Yeah, or, well, or lady, mate. Or dude, whatever. Dude's yeah. a non-gender term, right? Or lady friends. Non-specific <laughs> <laughs> lady friend. Yeah. So any other takeaways from watching the movie yet again? Yet again. Just how much... It's Every time you see it, you genuinely, genuinely watch it and go, I forgot that bit happened. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so multifaceted. I shouldn't be still laughing at it watching it once a month, but I am. Like, I mean, how, like, how, is this, po- what, podcast nine? <sighs> Ten? Uh, well, it, we're getting to double digits now. Are uh, we? Yeah. Because I'm yeah. running out of people. <laughs> I mean, like, to be fair, I'm just jealous that you figured out how to, like, make this a thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get the excuse to just, like, talk. Absolute whatever about the big Lebowski with just people from roundabout. The the idea of doing this was just like so off the cuff. Like this will be a way to promote the other podcasts. Yeah. No one listens to the other podcast. This one on the Motorhead podcast. I've got another podcast that's also doing well, but it's not like the ones I put any work into, which is a dudist lesson in itself. Yeah. Because I've got scripted comedy ones that I work my ass off to do and nothing. But I keep doing them because it's something I enjoy doing. Labour of love, man. Labour of love. Maybe it'll pan out. Maybe something will happen from yeah, it. Maybe. I've very much become very doodly in my later years of life. Yeah. And, and I'm totally cool with that. You know, I'm, I'd say I do nihilist as well because nihilism is something that I very much abide. Yeah. The, the nihilist in this went painted in the most favourable light. But 
when you you know put the actual philosoph- philosophy into practice it's i think it's a post like almost a post 24 25 thing where you go <laughs> none of this matters <laughs> like, i'm just not gonna anymore <laughs> yeah it's and but then you know, there are people who again where we started off talking about like the office people who yeah. don't they, they see that on the wall and go like nope i don't want to think about them i want to think about the importance of bill hicks thing isn't it life's yeah. just a ride it's a roller coaster you trick yourself into thinking it's real like oh it's got to be real i've got so much invested in this yeah it's not you or go this, up you go down or this soapboxing with by two men with very few responsibilities <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's the life i choose oh, man. and it's working out pretty okay you know i call no man mister yeah. apart from those two days a week where i do work and i call everyone mister because i'm after that sales bonus but the rest of the day the rest of the week i get to do whatever the fuck i want uh see it's the great thing about the nighttime economy working in a bar you can just be like you right, mate <laughs> how's it going <laughs> Okay, uh, good, man. we we topped out all there, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been an honor talking to it's you. It's been it's been great to be here, man. Yeah, it's have been you ever, senior as well. Well, if you ever need me back, you know, I, you know I'll where come I up am. with another podcast and we'll yeah. uh, we'll, we'll churn these out. Yeah, man. Uh, some great points raised there. Thanks. Tap yourself on the back. You ah. deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Man. Have you got any things you want to plug to these many listeners around um, the world? I well, I Any am projects on projects you're working on. Well, it's not really a project, but I am training to be a barber. So if, <laughs> if people want to follow me on Insta, it's uh, at Roly the Barber, or lowercase or one word. Well, I wish so. you nothing but success in your barbering career. Thank you. So does everyone whose hair I cut. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Thanks for abiding. Yeah, man, abide. 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 And then the music fades.